Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the TD Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 19. This episode is looking at vinegar. Uh, We're going to be talking about all vinegars, but specifically um, apple cider vinegar the most. And I'm going to talk about apple cider vinegar the most only because we tend to think that apple cider vinegar is healthy. Uh, So that's why I'm going to draw extra focus to that. But anything that I say that applies to apple cider vinegar applies to all other vinegars like times a thousand. Like it is worse with other vinegars, but it is still bad with apple cider vinegar. Um, and I'm sure like you're familiar with the trend of drinking apple cider vinegar on an empty stomach or, you know, a glass of it or whatever. Um, or, you know, we tend to drink it for weight loss or all these different issues or reasons. And um, it actually causes a lot of issues when you do that because it really doesn't actually help. It ends up only providing temporary relief and then all the symptoms come back. So again, it's not the best health practice to have. In today's episode, we will be covering all of the issues that vinegars present in the body. And this includes a buildup of excess acid, bloating and digestion issues, acid reflux, and tooth decay. Starting with acid buildup. So apple cider vinegar is basically acetic acid. And acetic acid adds to the acid already in our bodies that are there from unproductive bacteria in the gut. So all of us have some level of unproductive bacteria living in our gut. Some people have more than others. The more you have, the more acid you have. So, you know, you're going to eat, consume apple cider vinegar and you're going to add on to that acid. So if you are someone who already has high levels of acid and then you're going to add more acid onto that, then that's really going to cause a lot of discomfort versus maybe someone who has less acid and they eat some apple cider vinegar. You know, it's not going to create as many problems or symptoms, but it still may bother things. So apple cider vinegar or any vinegar can worsen existing symptoms and conditions due to the increase in acid in the body. And an example of this is strep bacteria, which is typically responsible for urinary tract infections, sinus infections, gum infections, ear infections, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, bladder infections, sore throats, prostate infections, strep throat, gallbladder infections, appendicitis, irritable bowel syndrome, bloating, styes, acne, skin cyst and boils, conjunctivitis, and pink eye. So strep bacteria causes all of those things, and strep bacteria thrives on acid in the body. So when you are increasing acid, strep bacteria grows, which means you can express symptoms of high levels of strep bacteria through any of those symptoms or health conditions that I just mentioned. So when your the environment in your body is high in acid, all that strep bacteria living there is thriving, and adding on more acid, like acetic acid from apple cider vinegar, ma- magnifies the environment and allows the strep bacteria to stay strong in the body and grow even stronger. So another thing that happens when acetic acid from vinegar encounters salt in the body, there's a chemical reaction, and this can result in chronic dehydration. So eating, consuming lots of vinegar and apple cider vinegar can lead to chronic dehydration. When you consume apple cider vinegar 
the vinegar begins to draw living water from cells and organs. So it starts pulling out water out of all the cells in our body and then puts the water in the wrong places in our body. And this can give someone the illusion that they have lost weight from drinking apple cider vinegar, but really your body is just very dehydrated and needs water. So it seems like you lost weight because water's not all over your body in the cells as it should be. It's moved to a place where it shouldn't be. And we're like, oh, I think I lost weight. So again, you haven't actually lost weight. You're just very dehydrated. So not only can vinegar deeply dehydrate us, but it also pickles organs. And as it reacts to salt, it then draws water from cells and from our organs, which allows toxins to penetrate deeper into the organ tissues. So vinegar kind of has this pickling effect on our organs, which is funny because you use vinegar to pickle vegetables, right? If you're gonna make fermented vegetables, or pickles you need vinegar to kind of pickle them because that salt pulls out basically water from the vegetables and you have this reaction and vinegar kind of does the same thing to our organs it you know pulls out water and makes us feel really dehydrated and then toxins get deeper and so then it's just it makes us feel worse because if we're already dealing with health issues as a result of toxic buildup in our organs vinegar is just going to continue to push those toxins deeper in, making us feel even worse. The next issue that vinegars, and especially apple cider vinegar, um, has on our body is it creates digestion issues and bloating. So you may have heard that apple cider vinegar helps to suppress our appetite, and it does help to suppress the appetite, but it's really only for just a moment. And it can actually leave you feeling hungry at a wrong time later. So if you're drinking apple cider vinegar in the morning to suppress your appetite and help you lose weight, you're gonna get hungry later in the day and you probably are gonna feel hungrier than you would if you hadn't had apple cider vinegar. So when apple cider vinegar enters our body, it suppresses the appetite by sucking the water out of the cells of the stomach lining. And so this acid, as we now know, the acid does lots of bad things to the body. It shrinks the stomach a little bit because it pulls the water out. So we think we're full. And that's just for a minute until our body body realizes that, hey, we're hungry and we're dehydrated. And this effect on our stomach is actually very shocking to the stomach. The stomach, you know, doesn't want to deal with this kind of stress of this, you know, being shrunk up for a bit because of lack of hydration, thinking it's full and then realizing, wait a minute, we're not. And so this is not something you want to happen on a regular basis with your stomach because it does put it in shock. And when the stomach does go into this shocked state, as a defense mechanism, it starts to produce a layer of mucus to stop the vinegar from entering its cells. And this layer of mucus can replace food for a short period of time, which gives the sensation that we're full because now there's mucus. And the mucus is a defense mechanism, but again, we're not, we're not full. So as vinegar enters the stomach, the stomach glands start to release a lo- um, large storage bins of hydrochloric acid. And this is to try to neutralize all of this acid that just entered the stomach because you just drank some vinegar. So you're overproducing mucus as a defense mechanism, and now the stomach's also overproducing hydrochloric acid. And this is all just to combat the vinegar that just entered your stomach. And if you're someone that consumes vinegars all the time, the stomach glands will eventually wear out from having to you know, combat this acid that's coming in. And it can actually make any sort of chronic illness worse it can make any digestive issue you have worse 
Um, it will worsen digestive issues if you don't already have them and it can cause bloating. So maybe you drink apple cider vinegar and it helps with bloating at first, but as time goes on and the day goes on, that bloating will come back and be worse and probably be even more uncomfortable because of all this stuff the stomach's trying to do to counteract the vinegar. Now let's talk about acid reflux. So consuming vinegar a lot and drinking apple cider vinegar can create acid reflux. So unproductive bacteria in the gut like strep, which I mentioned strep bacteria earlier, staph, staph is a bacteria, and E. coli, they all produce acid that can creep up into the stomach and the esophagus and cause acid reflux. So if you are dumping apple cider vinegar into your body, the glands in the stomach begin to release large amounts of HCl, which is hydrochloric acid, I mentioned that, and this helps to neutralize the bad acids and it can provide some relief for acid reflux. But again, this relief is only temporary and the stomach glands start to wear out and then the acid reflux returns and apple cider vinegar no longer relieves any of the acid reflux symptoms. So if you're dealing with acid reflux and you think, oh, apple cider vinegar is supposed to help with this, it might help for a minute, but then it's just going to return and the apple cider vinegar is not even going to help anymore. So if you deal with acid reflux symptoms, I would strongly suggest you take out troublemaker foods in your diet that could be contributing to that, especially vinegar. And my gut health episode is a great one to listen to if you're dealing with acid reflux because it could be something some sort of imbalance in the gut. And so that episode would be really helpful for you if you are dealing with acid reflux, not vinegar. Don't use vinegar to help that. Next, we're gonna talk about tooth decay. So vinegars contain acetic acid and acetic acid depletes the body of calcium, which calcium uses, or which the body uses calcium to neutralize acidity. So if you're putting in way more acid into your body, through apple cider vinegar or other vinegars, the body is gonna need more calcium to neutralize these acids. So it starts to pull calcium from our bones and from our teeth to neutralize this because we don't have enough readily accessible calcium to use. So it starts taking it from our teeth and bones. And this defense, defense mechanism depletes us of calcium in our teeth, especially over time. And it starts to erode our, erode our tooth enamel. So if you have issues with your teeth, you get cavities a lot, you have issues with enamel, vinegar is not something you're gonna wanna eat because it's probably the source of all of that. So for your teeth health, cutting out vinegar is super important. And even for the health of our bones, like we don't want our bones to be low in calcium, especially as we get older, because you don't wanna get osteoporosis or be prone to a break. So um, making sure that you don't use those calcium the calcium storage in our bones and teeth is important and by consuming vinegar a lot, um, it pulls the calcium from there. So now let's talk about the one good thing that apple cider vinegar is good for. It is great to use topically. Using apple cider vinegar um, on your skin is really helpful for different things. So apple cider vinegar is loaded with trace minerals and micronutrients um, that have great topical uses, not good nutrients for ingesting. So shampoos that contain apple cider vinegar are great for our scalp. Um, you can even make your own like apple cider vinegar rinse mixed with water and some apple cider vinegar. And you can use that on your scalp if you have dandruff or dermatitis on the scalp, that would be really helpful. You could also pour apple cider vinegar into a foot bath 
with some water. And this is great for wounds, open sores, foot fungus, athlete's foot, poison ivy, or even poison oak. Vinegar is also a great cleansing agent and helps clean wounds and draw out pus. But again, it's important to remember that apple cider vinegar doesn't have um, like antibacterial properties, so it won't kill any bacteria in a wound. So you would still want to use like hydrogen peroxide if you just got like a fresh cut or something. But as you're wanting that cut to heal and if it does get pus in there, apple cider vinegar is something great to put on it as well. Um, Apple cider vinegar is also great for an acne compress. Um, You could use hot water and apple cider vinegar on a face towel. And you can hold that hot towel as a compress on your face or wherever there's a lot of acne for like five to 10 minutes. And this is great if your acne is painful. It does bring some pain relief. So these are some great ideas for you to use apple cider vinegar that are beneficial and won't harm you instead of ingesting it, thinking it's going to help you in some way when it's really just having all these bad things going on inside that we can't really see. To kind of wrap things up, I want to point out that typically we think that if a new health trend is bad for us, that the um, symptoms will pop up right away, um, and that if they don't pop up right away, then the trend is healthy. And this this isn't always true. It could take a while for symptoms to pop up that something is unhealthy. And with apple cider vinegar, We know that this isn't the case because it takes time for things to show up in the body. So the notion that, oh, well, you know, I've been doing it for a week and nothing bad has happened, that doesn't mean it's good. It could still be causing harm quietly. And then a month later, you'll be like, oh, no, I have all these gut issues. I'm bloated all the time. Why isn't my apple cider vinegar working? And it's because, again, it can take time for symptoms to show up. It depends on the person. We're all different and we respond differently, which means it could take longer for something to show that it's bad for us than maybe someone who's more highly sensitive. And apple cider vinegar is is the best option when it comes to consuming vinegar. Um, so like if you, you know, are going to have a salad with dressing um, and there's no way for you not to have vinegar, apple cider vinegar is better than others, but it's still something that can have detrimental detrimental effects on our body and it's best avoided altogether. There are ways that you can have a salad with a dressing that doesn't have vinegar. Um, you know, you just gotta get a little creative. The best substitute for a salad dressing is lemon juice and raw honey and it's so good. To me, it's way better than any vinaigrette dressing. Um, so just look at how often you have like a vinegar salad dressing. Cause if you're having that every day or even every couple of days, it could be the, like a root cause of some of your health symptoms that maybe are bothering you. Maybe you don't have any symptoms, but maybe in a month you will. So just be aware of how often you consume vinegar. Um, and especially if you're dealing with eczema, psoriasis, acne, vitiligo, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, thyroid disorders, Lyme's disease, lupus and any gut related issue you will definitely not want to consume vinegar so any one of those health issues if you deal with those cut vinegar out completely because it's just going to make things worse and and again any skin related issue like lyme disease you can get a rash um, lupus you can get a rash so you would definitely not want to have vinegar if you have those conditions in addition to like if you have a lot of acne or eczema things like that Um, and even if i didn't list a chronic illness that you may have odds are vinegar is just going to make that worse because again our body has to do these defense mechanisms to try to combat vinegar and so if your body's already trying to combat an illness adding something in that it has to deal with isn't really the best solution 
or the best solution to healing and feeling better, I should say. Hopefully you found this information about vinegar helpful and maybe it will inspire you to cut vinegar out of your diet or reduce your consumption of vinegar. And maybe it even helped you to make a connection between some of your symptoms and the fact that you do eat vinegar a lot. And if you know somebody who drinks apple cider vinegar regularly, you should definitely send them this podcast episode and maybe they will stop drinking it, realizing that it's actually not that healthy for them. And if you have any health-related questions pertaining to your own health and you want to discuss them with me, feel free to send me an email at tdnutritioncoaching at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening.